Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel. It's time for me to make a triumphant return and milk Skyward Sword HD for a little bit. For clarity, the reason why I didn't upload last week and the week before was because I had just left for a nice holiday away, some photos of which will be coming up on screen. None with friends in, just some nice views and the like. And it was a great getaway, but you know something? I found myself playing an absolute ton of Skyward Sword HD while I was away. Something that I actually kinda was expecting, but what I didn't expect is that I would be away get home and catch the virus. But I'm okay now and I'd like to thank all of you for the really nice messages I've received since saying that I've got it. But today, I just want to talk about some things that I've noticed and my genuine opinion on Skyward Sword HD after it's been out for a full two weeks and a couple days. So without any further ado, let me get my thoughts out there into the playing field. Many were criticising Nintendo on the weeks leading up to Skyward Sword HD's release because they were about to sell a seemingly unchanged re-release of a Wii game with the exception of a 1080p and 60fps display when docked at the cost of a normal Switch game at £50 or $60. But with the news of a Sonic Colors remaster with the same benefits coming along a couple months after Skyward Sword HD, a game that also released on the Wii and seems to be one of the better received Sonic games, and with that game also costing 15 whole British pounds less than Skyward Sword HD, it's safe to say that the masses were more ready than ever to start rioting against Nintendo's aggressive pricing plans when it comes to bare bones remasters. Thankfully, Nintendo started to actually give us reasons to pick up Skyward Sword HD for other reasons than just frame rate and resolution. Even now, it feels weird that they waited right up until the final two weeks to give us a quality of life video, but onto the game itself and my experience since we have some of the backstory out of the way. As some have pointed out, I think there are no doubts that this is the definitive way to play Skyward Sword. As I said, I've played a substantial amount of the game now, though I am only showing footage up until and during the first temple in the game due to spoilers. And there are already a plethora of things to talk about here. First of all, and something that a lot of people might have been slightly skeptical of initially, the control methods. Now, full disclosure, I have still been playing the game for the most part with motion controls, but there's good reason for that, we'll get into that in a second. But for now, let's talk about the button controls just a little bit. While I haven't experienced them fully, the best analysis of them I can really give are that they work pretty well, and at least in my opinion, they are a nice option to have for some players, and for those in handheld at least, and I can't really think of a more perfect way to play Skyward Sword HD on the go. The control scheme takes a while to get into, from my experience it took around a couple of hours of sword combat since I was so used to the free camera that the motion controls offered you, but if you go into the game having never used a free camera in Skyward Sword and going straight into button controls, then I could even see this being the best way to play Skyward Sword. I'm so ridiculously impressed by this control scheme so far that I've actually seen positive reception through those who have been primarily using the button controls, which is honestly quite peculiar in a case like this, and I fully agree with all of those people. Next though, I'd like to talk about the motion controls, and we have never come this close to feeling like we are actually using the goddess sword. At the risk of sounding like an IGN reviewer, the game using motion controls can truly make you feel like you are the Hero of Skies. You really feel like you're controlling your sword, so much more so than the original game that it's kind of funny with the same control scheme. There's one negative about the new motion controls, and it's something that I've seen to be a problem in both this HD remaster 
and the port of Mario Galaxy in the 3D All-Stars collection. That problem being the recalibration of the motion controls. Sometimes your hand might just drift away from its normal position and it can royally screw up what you're doing. The reason that this is just a minor inconvenience however is because you can press a single button at any time and boom, your sword has been recalibrated. This actually turns out to make a really smooth experience. Honestly, in terms of comparisons to the original game, I'm not joking when I tell you that this is the way that the original game was meant to be played. Calibration excused. And I've never felt truly more immersed by just swinging my arms around in some weird motions. It truly is the best way to play Skyward Sword with motion controls. And somehow the button controls hold up too. Honestly, I could not have asked for more in this department. Next up is the streamlining of certain things. A little bit of the open world has been streamlined, even certain areas of Farron Woods that used to take far too long to get around have been streamlined to ensure that the player isn't always doing a bunch of unneeded stuff. Even the opening segment has been streamlined to a small extent, meaning that you no longer need to go and fetch the cat at the beginning of the game and you also don't need to talk to the kid that is repeatedly running into a tree. Even if I did find it amusing to see him ram into a tree numerous times before this change, and these changes are honestly amazing for old players that abandoned the game on the Wii during the opening segment, and honestly even for newer players alike, since these tasks should not have been mandatory in the first place in my opinion. But enough with that, one of the biggest changes in this game for me was the streamlining of item descriptions. It was really nice to see a description for each item when you pick it up in the game and then the game just shuts up and lets you pick up these items over and over for the end of time without telling you what they are again. It was a minor gripe with the original Wii version of the game, but that sort of thing definitely does great on you over time and definitely added up in playtime. Now, the game looks absolutely fantastic. 1080p 60fps docked has never looked better for a Wii game with maybe the exception of Mario Galaxy, though I will admit I'm a little biased towards that game. But either way, I didn't really like the art style for Skyward Sword on the Wii. Or at least I thought that I didn't. Sometimes the game looked blurry by design, and while I do still think it's one of my least preferred art styles in the series, I will at least say that I can appreciate the art style more for what it actually is now, and that is genuinely just a good, fun little palette of colours largely flavoured by some watercolour inspiration. But yeah, I think that with certain environments the colour palette stands out slightly more than others. I know a lot of people love the Laneru Desert region, but in just the Laneru Desert, nowhere near Sandship or anything, I personally think that the region looks slightly worse than both Eldin and Farron region, with Farron or Farron looking the most appealing to me by a landslide, but that's just in looks. The actual Laneru Desert region is one of the most fun places in the game in my opinion but Farron is my personal happy place when it comes to the looks of the game, especially with all of those jagged edges finally being smoothed out with this upscale port. In terms of the game itself, before all of the upscale textures and all of these extra changes, most notably the dungeons, well, these are actually some of the best dungeons in the series. A few of them are maybe just a little too easy in my opinion, but I will say that I have found a new love for the dungeons in this game. As some of you may recall, I play Skyward Sword quite low on my ranking of all of the other Zelda games but I think that some of that probably was due to the bad experience with certain aspects of the game that are either better in this version or just straight up aren't there anymore. I've seen a ton of people playing online and while Skyward Sword was the most polarizing 3D Zelda that I had seen in my experience, the general consensus of people who are actually playing this game seemed to be that they are actually really enjoying it. This might be down to the fact that a lot of people came directly from Breath of the Wild so this is their first truly 3D linear Zelda, but more than anything, I think it's down to the fact that it truly is a spectacular game that I can say a lot of people, myself included, have underrated for a very long time now. And I'm glad that it's finally getting the love that it deserves, whether it be from veteran fans or the fans of Breath of the Wild, 
all are welcome to love Skyward Sword after the disappointing lack of love for it before, even if those people were definitely out there. My final words on Skyward Sword HD in a quote unquote professional manner is that the game exceeded my expectations quite a lot after the initial announcement looking like just a simple 1080p upscale port, but it actually turned out to be a lot more than that. It's a game that felt like it had more love thrown into it than the original, and I can appreciate that a lot, and it's a game that I am no doubt going to see myself going back to a lot more often. Just having the game on the Switch has encouraged me to do a 100% playthrough of the game, and from now on I'll be booting it up a lot more than I used to. Now thank you so much for watching this video, though I am sorry that this is a little review type thing for my time so far with Skyward Sword HD. The normal videos will be back next week because I should have made my full recovery by then. If you enjoyed then please do support me by leaving a like rating and subscribing as we are so close to 1.7 thousand subscribers and that's just crazy to me. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters and they are just perfect people, look at them. And Sumji is especially cool for being my top paying Patreon, thank you so much for the support guys. If you'd like to join them then you can for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description. Along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platforms, so follow me on them to keep in touch with me. Now thank you for listening to that episode. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel of course, there's loads of Zelda content waiting for you. Just search Triforce Trends. Thank you for listening.